Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Are you caring for an aging parent? Are you searching for answers? Welcome to Senior Care Live, a program dedicated to you. Providing information, education, and resources, helping you become the best caregiver you can be. I'm your host, Steve Keeker. Hello and welcome to Senior Care Live. Thanks for tuning in today. I really appreciate it. This program is all about educating seniors and their caregivers, helping them make informed decisions. And it's a great place to listen and learn. And so many people consider Senior Care Live appointment radio, and I hope you will too. As always, if you have a question, you can visit online at SeniorCareLive, L-I-V-E, SeniorCareLive.com, or you can give us a phone call at 1-800-331-6445. All right, we have an excellent program for you here today. We'd like to introduce my friend David Wiley, President and CEO of Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, and Dr. Pamela Harris, who is the Medical Director for Kansas City Hospice. So, David and Dr. Harris, welcome to Senior Care Live. Thanks, Thanks Steve. Good to see you today. All right, excellent. Uh, so, February is American Heart Month, and Dr. Harris is here today to talk with us about options for people dealing with the very distressing symptoms of advanced heart disease. Uh, so, Dr. Harris, uh, tell us about how hospice and palliative care fit into the care of people suffering with diseases such as congestive heart failure. Heart disease can be a very difficult physical and emotional battle. The symptoms can be very distressing, shortness of breath, chest pain, high blood pressure, weakness, fatigue, dizziness, and inability to function normally. Congestive heart failure in its final stages is often unpredictable and symptoms can vary. In the past, physicians were less likely to suggest hospice for congestive heart failure and other cardiac diseases, but that trend is now reversing and more cardiologists seek help for their patients whose symptoms are overly distressing so they can live more comfortably. Typically, patients experience a recurring cycle of dramatic decline followed by a period of recovery. As a result, the majority of heart disease patients who can benefit from hospice care never received that emotional, essential emotional and physical support. Okay. All right. I, I'm glad the trend, it's trending towards uh, using uh, more hospice services for that. I think that's, uh, that's good news. Uh, what are some of the signs that a person with heart disease might want to reach out or consult with Kansas City Hospice? Well, care is available even early in the disease process. 
Kansas City Hospice has a program called Advanced Illness Support that can begin helping as soon as someone is diagnosed with a serious heart condition that requires extra care. Palliative home health care can be added when someone needs extra nursing assessment and care at home well before hospice is needed. Patients are considered to be in a terminal or end stage of heart disease when they have a life expectancy of six months or less. Now, only a doctor can make that clinical determination, but here are some signs to look for. They have advanced congestive heart failure or advanced coronary disease with frequent episodes of angina or chest pain. They show significant symptoms of fatigue, shortness of breath, or functional decline. Optimal treatment's already been provided and the patient's not a candidate for further surgical or medical intervention. Or the patient had treatments and made the personal choice not to pursue any further specialized treatment. The best thing to do is call whenever you have concerns about heart disease and our specialists will find a way to help you and your family. All right. And if that's resonating with one of our listening audience, uh, here's the phone number. Just reach out to Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care at 816-363-2600. You can also visit online at uh, kchospice.org. All right, so I've, I've heard you say that uh, people often wish they had taken time to consider hospice much sooner. So how does that apply with heart disease? Hospice and palliative care physicians specialize in managing distressing symptoms and making people as comfortable as possible. With heart disease, that distress can be overwhelming. So our hospice teams will improve the patient's ability to cope with the illness and its symptoms, increase family caregiver confidence in coping, closely monitor and manage symptoms to improve comfort and reduce episodes of crisis or distress, reduce hospital admissions and emergency department visits, improve quality of life, and help patients accomplish important goals. Okay, and Dr. Harris, can you tell us more about the risks for women with heart disease? Cardiovascular disease is the number one killer of women, causing one-third of the deaths each year, according to the American Heart Association. Hmm. And women's symptoms are often different from men's, presenting as overwhelming fatigue, for instance, rather than radiating or crushing chest pain. Heart disease and stroke can affect women of any age, and women experience unique life events that can impact their risk, including pregnancy and menopause. So a healthy lifestyle, education about your own risks, and a focus on both physical and mental health are important to preventing cardiovascular disease for women. You can learn more about causes and prevention of heart disease at goredforwomen.org. Okay, and I'll... I'll say that caught me off guard. I did not realize that cardiovascular disease is the number one killer of women, and that's causing about a third of the deaths each year. Um, that surprised me a, a lot. Um, is that surprising everyone to assumes, you? Everyone assumes that breast cancer is the number one killer of I, women. I did. I did. <laughs> I, I did assume that. So um, that is just really interesting. Why do you think that... The symptoms are different for women versus men because, I mean, a heart is a heart and all of the arteries are arteries. I mean, I, I'm, that's, I just think it's really interesting, the, the differences. It may be related to the hormonal differences between men and women uh, that predisposes to different type of blood vessel disease. Um, women also have different roles within our society often. And so 
our um, challenges are different than men's are. We also tend to uh, ignore some of the more subtle symptoms that um, exist for heart disease. So for instance, the fatigue is much more likely to be a presentation for women who are having a heart attack. Well, busy women are often very tired anyway, so they may just assume that it's just part of their normal life, the stresses of raising a family or their jobs and those types of things. And don't pick it up as being a sign that they may actually be having a heart attack or some serious cardiac event because they often don't get that radiating chest pain or or the feeling that an elephant is standing on your chest that's much more frequent with men. Hmm. Uh, So... What are some of the other signs and symptoms that that women should be looking for besides so so you may not have that you know that elephant sitting on your chest and that sort of thing uh, like you said you may have fatigue what what are some other things that that women should look out for as far as signs and symptoms a change in your exercise tolerance for activity um, unexplained shortness of breath or a just a difference in being able to get through your daily activities with tolerance for uh, the things that you need would normally do for the day. Okay. All right. And I've had uh, a, uh, a friend of mine on the program in the past, uh, go red for women, right. During the American heart month and, and that sort of thing. And she had gone to the dentist and had, had some dental work. Her mouth kind of hurt. And she was just really tired later on when she, when, when she got home and she had, some pain in her jaw she's like man that really hurt took some tylenol and lay down and something was just nagging at her and she said i i don't know i i'm she she kind of panicked a little bit and called 911 and lo and behold she was having a heart attack and something she she just she knew enough to where she thought that may not be that dental pain. But that reminds me of, of a, another story. Another friend of mine, uh, she was at home. This is, this is when uh, we were all living in Nashville, Tennessee. But she had this, this terrible pain radiating down the side of her jaw. And she had very recently, and she gives all credit to Oprah, <laughs> right? So she watched a, a, an episode of Oprah where they, they had a doctor on. They talked about some of these signs and symptoms. And she's like, there is no way I'm having a heart attack, but just in case. So she went to the ER and sure enough, she was right in the middle of a heart attack because of that jaw pain. Is that something that's fairly common? It is. And it can happen in either men or women. So radiating pain to the jaw or radiating pain down, especially the left arm. Um, Again, that feeling of uh, pain under your breastbone or a feeling of pressure. Um, in severe cases, again, I've had patients describe it as being an elephant is standing on my chest. Mm. So you can have those typical heart attack presentations in women as well, but it's the subtle signs that often go ignored. And so basically if, uh, you know, men or women, if you're not feeling well, I think that that is a trigger for you to at least be in touch with your physician, explain what's going on and get advice on whether you need to come in for an exam, some blood work, EKG, uh, just to make sure that you are maintaining that good health. And your, your body's, a your lot body's- of our, a lot of our health got put upside, of course, because of COVID. And so people missed a lot of routine uh, maintenance type of exams. Yeah. And so any any of these changes may be a sign that you need to go see your doctor. 
And that's a very good point. Your body is talking to you. Your body is trying to tell you something. Do not ignore that. And so uh, if you want more information about Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care and how they may be able to help manage these symptoms uh, for, for of, of heart disease, 816-363-2600, 816-363-2600, or online at Hospice. Org. And now let's not forget about the Senior Care Live question of the week. And this is a true or false. Once someone is experiencing congestive heart failure, there is little health care that can be provided to help them. Is that statement true or false? The answer coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. And you can stream this program to any electronic device at SeniorCareLive.com and through the app Odyssey, and that's A-U-D-A-C-Y. So just uh, just search the app, download the app, and then go to Talk 980. You can find Senior Care Live there, and it'll just stream anywhere. Or if you want to just go the easy route, just go to SeniorCareLive.com, click the Listen Live here, and it'll uh, stream right to you there, and that's, that's the easy way to do it. All right, back to the Senior Care Live question of the week. It's more of a statement of the week. Once someone is experiencing congestive heart failure, there is little health care that can be provided to them. Is that statement true or false? And the answer is... False. The answer is false. And Dr. Harris, why is that statement false? Palliative care and hospice offer many options to help cardiovascular patients live more comfortably, including relief from physical symptoms and pain, emotional support, reduced crisis episodes, and lowered stress. All right. All right. That is excellent. So that is that is good news. Uh, I'm speaking today with David Wiley and Dr. Harris from Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. It's just been excellent. What great information. And when you or a loved one is facing cardiovascular disease, you want an expert team of professional caregivers to guide you. David, February 18th is National Caregivers Day. Can you explain what that means and who this day recognizes? Absolutely, Steve. I'd love to. National Caregivers Day was founded in 2015 by the Providers Association for Home Health and Hospice Agencies, and it's observed the third Friday in February, and it honors men and women who are working as professional caregivers in home care and hospice. Professional caregivers are a critical part of our healthcare system, and this is especially true for seniors who live in long-term care settings and for patients that receive hospice care and home health care. Professional caregivers dedicate their lives to caring for someone else's needs, and for that, I I really uh, encourage everybody to uh, celebrate them, and we should actually do that year-round. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, it's uh, they're amazing people. You know, it's important 
that we take at least this time in February to acknowledge and thank the dedicated, compassionate, professional caregivers who care for someone in your life. So caregiving is demanding, it's challenging work, but it's also very rewarding. A thank you goes a really long way to lift the spirit of those who work tirelessly to provide high quality care and help our loved ones live better lives. I totally agree with that. Uh, you know, most of these caregivers, uh, they're not looking for it, but sometimes caregiving can be uh, a little bit of a thankless job sometimes, not always, but sometimes. So a, a simple thank you just to let, let them know that they are appreciated. Uh, that will go miles and miles and miles. So uh, what are some examples of caregiving professions and who should we take the opportunity to thank on February 18th? You know, caregivers provide a wide variety of specialized services. It ranges from medical care to personal care. Home care and hospice um, are multidisciplinary, meaning that many different pro professions work together to coordinate and provide a patient's care. Within palliative home care and hospice, medical professionals include registered nurses, physicians, nurse practitioners, physical and occupational therapists, and dietitians. Non-medical caregivers provide uh, provide a variety of services, and those professionals include home health aides, social workers, chaplains, expressive therapies, grief support specialists, and of course, volunteers. Um, care is coordinated among the team and with your own physician and with um, an our nurse case manager assessing your needs. They provide education to your family, coordinating and managing all the details of your care. Uh, you know, caring for a sick or elderly loved one is it's challenging at times. It's exhausting work. You aren't expected to do it all, but expert caregivers are really there to support you. Okay. And can you describe what roles the other members of the team provide? Sure. Um, at Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, uh, typically your own doctor and then our board certified palliative and hospice physician like Dr. Harris focus on providing expert symptom and pain management. If needed, um, physical and occupational therapists assist with mobility and motor skills needed for daily tasks of living and dietitians help ensure nutritional needs are met. Home health aides provide personal cares, including bathing, dressing, and personal hygiene. Social workers provide counseling, help assess needs and connect families to resources in the community and other agencies when needed. You know, they're really critical uh, when care is provided in the home. Caring for someone uh, with a serious or life-limiting health condition can be both financially and emotionally challenging. And social workers help ensure that the household's basic needs are being met. So in hospice, we also have non-denominational chaplains providing spiritual support. We have expressive therapists using art and music to help people. Our hospice grief support specialists can help with anticipatory grief counseling, as well as bereavement services for up to 13 months. And we also have volunteers that we've talked about before, Steve, that provide a wide variety of support uh, to patients and families that range from sitting with your loved ones so that you can get respite to sewing memory blankets to running errands and a lot more. Absolutely. And you have an amazing volunteer group. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty spectacular. You know, it really does take a whole team to accomplish the work of professional gear, uh, caregiving, doesn't it? You know, it really does. And this type of work isn't for everyone. It truly takes a unique person who can dedicate their life to caring for others and to do it in such a respectful and gentle way. You know, we hear from families 
not just about the level of expert care received, but about the kindness and compassion that their caregiving staff showed their loved one. One of our recent families shared the following about her time with Kansas City Hospice and the care team. And here's what she said. The tenderness and sensitivity you showed my husband at the end of life is something that I will never forget. Thank you for the comfort you gave, as well as the wonderful insight, knowledge, and emotional support you showed our entire family. Watching someone you love make the transition out of this life is really a difficult thing. And your wisdom and comfort helped us navigate this challenging time. Wow. You know, I think uh, that really says it all, Steve, you know, to, to be someone who's not technically skilled in their field, but who fills the, the role in such caring, kind ways, it's really unique and special. And I think those words really summed it up. So it's a combination of all these things that we want to celebrate on February 18th. All right. That, that is just excellent. And uh, w- wondering uh, if you could uh, kind of stay with me through the break and maybe into that next segment. Sure, Steve, we'd love to. If that's possible. Okay. And, uh, and, and this past week, I referred one of my clients, uh, you know, regarding her mother. Uh, we were going to see if uh, Kansas City Hospice could come down and provide uh, that, that uh, expert uh, care and service uh, while she lived in long-term care. But uh, she had to go back to the hospital. And it, was, uh, uh, it was deemed that, that it was a, maybe a better fit for the, the, the Kansas City Hospice House. So, uh, so okay. she should be at the Hospice House now or, or any time now. And uh, um, uh, I know my client will, will love uh, the care and the support. And you'll probably be getting another letter <laughs> like the one that you just read. That, that's just a beautiful thing. Thank you, Steve, and uh, she'll be in good hands for sure. No doubt about that. All right, so if you want to reach out to the professionals at Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, 816-363-2600, 816-363-2600, or online at kchospice.org. And we'll have more with David and Dr. Harris coming up next. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. And don't forget to check out the podcast of all of the recent episodes at SeniorCareLive.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. uh, Just circling back with David Wiley and Dr. Harris with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And again, if you'd like to reach out, uh, just just look into services, uh, talk about how you can get support for uh, your loved one with heart issues or any other life-limiting illness, 816-363-2600, 816-363-2600. You can also go online at kchospice.org. And let me say this, don't do what my family did. We waited really a long time before we called hospice, and once we figured out what that was all about, we were kicking ourselves. We could have called hospice months and months earlier. Okay, so my mistake, 
could benefit you. Don't make the same mistake. I just warned you about that. Reach out. You never know if if your loved one's not appropriate, they'll say so. Okay. I think it's a, a really good point, Steve. And I um, I talk to people a lot, just asking questions and being prepared before an urgent situation happens is super helpful for folks. So anytime we're happy to, we're happy to provide education. So good point. Thank you. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. And, and if, and if, if your loved one is appropriate, then they're going to say, yes, you qualify. And then, and then we'll continue on with, uh, with, with the services in the process. So, uh, so, so don't, I think the, 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 the story there or the point there is, you know, be proactive if possible. Uh, don't be reactive like my, me and my family were. We, we were reactive and we, we sure could have benefited for a long time. So, um, okay. So, David, what are some other ideas for listeners uh, uh, who want to thank and recognize a professional caregiver in their life? You know, Steve, it's a great question, but um, I think it just comes down to kindness. I think uh, simply telling them that I appreciate you can go a long way. Um, a handwritten note is another meaningful way to show your gratitude and brighten a, a professional caregiver's day. It's important to know that most home care and hospice providers don't allow staff to receive monetary gifts um, or gifts of value from patients and families. So it's always good to check with your case manager on what a particular agency's rules are and know that if staff members refuses to offer a gift, that it's just likely due to some ethical rules and and not because obviously that they they don't appreciate the gesture. So just remember that. I think sending an email or a letter, letter to the agency is a great way to recognize a caregiver among their peers. We often share these notes. In fact, we have a weekly process uh, that goes out to the entire company uh, with peer to peer recognition as well as the uh, recognition from others. Um, you know, it helps the person and, and it also gives everybody on the team uh, you know, awareness of what's going on. Finally, uh, nonprofit hospice and home care agencies like Kansas City Hospice typically have a way to pay it forward by recognizing the exceptional care that uh, provided to your loved one with a monetary donation to the agency. And these donations help ensure this same high quality care is available to others, including many who otherwise would not be able to afford their own care. And um, in, in our company at Kansas City Hospice, we call this the HALO Award. Not only does this grateful family program provide a way to, to make a financial donation, it also gives families a way to recognize a staff member or a team for exceptional care that they provided. Staff uh, who are thanked by a family with a HALO Award receive a special employee badge and a pin to display and recognition at our annual employee appreciation event, which is coming up uh, on February 14th this year. Wow, that, I loved all of that. A simple, I appreciate you. That will go miles and miles and miles. A thank you note. Uh, most people don't write things. It's all electronic, right? Well, a handwritten thank you note just shows that you took the time and you cared to do that. And that's, uh, uh, you know, that that's a big deal. Sending an email or letter to the agency so that they can recognize their staff person. That's awesome. Pay it forward with donations. That You know, the, the Halo Award. I love all of that. I could not love it more. It's fantastic. So how can families learn more about how to support Kansas City Hospice in palliative care's mission while also recognizing and thanking a caregiver through the HALO Award Program? Sure, Steve. Uh, they can visit kchospice.org forward slash HALO or 
they can call our main number at 816-363-2600. And our development team would be happy to help them uh, with that information. Okay, kchospice.org forward slash halo, H-A-L-O, or call 816-363-2600. And David and Dr. Harris, you've shared a lot of great information today about specialized care in in heart health and professional caregiving. What's the best way for a listening audience to learn more about any of these services at Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care? You know, Steve, uh, our website is a great resource for people to learn about end-of-life issues broadly. It also has information for people wanting to learn more about their options, including for advanced heart disease care. Um, Again, that same main phone number is always available for people that are less comfortable with electronics. The website, again, is kchospice.org, and our phone number is 816-363-2600. All right. And for anyone who does visit the website, let me tell you this. It is loaded, and I mean loaded, with valuable, just phenomenal information. Go out and check that out. Like David said, uh, if uh, I have a lot of clients and they said, I would not own a smartphone or a tablet or any of that stuff. No way. I, I, I'm better making a phone call. No worries at all. We've got you covered at 816 363 2600. And David and Dr. Harris, thanks so much for being here today. Great information. I just really appreciate you. Thanks, Steve. It's uh, good to be here. And I appreciate Dr. Harris as well. She does a fantastic job for us. So thank you, Pam. Thank you so much for having us on, Steve. Okay, you bet. And thanks again to David Wiley and Dr. Harris with Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care. And I'm I'm just telling you, I, I, I'm <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. I refer my clients to Kansas City Hospice and Palliative Care, period. And all of my clients who have required hospice care, hospice service, palliative services, they have, and, and I always, you know, I always get the feedback and it, it's all been positive. It's just like, wow, it, everything that you guys talk about, just the, the care and the compassion and the support and the love, it it's true. It's all, it, it, we experienced all of that. We could not be more happier, more thankful. So uh, again, if, if that resonates with you, if you want to just get information, you want to see if you or your loved one might qualify for hospice or palliative care, or if you're dealing with some of these you know, heart issues that Dr. Harris was talking about, you want to see, well, maybe hospice services or some other support type services uh, in advance of maybe needing hospice down the road, uh, You know, we should probably look into that. Here's the phone number one more time, 816 363 2600 or go online at kchospice.org. All right. So, uh, just a very quick warning. I'm not going to do the consumer alert and everything, but uh, I met with uh, one of my clients, super, super nice guy. And uh, he shared a story with me that, uh, frankly, to me, was upsetting. He wasn't, he was irritated, not necessarily upset, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, he shared a story of uh, he he needed assisted living for his wife. He had three representatives, three, not one, three representatives met with him in his home. He asked a very clear question. 
Um, ladies, what what happens when we run out of money? I, you know, we have X dollars to work with. I don't know how long that will last. Uh, you know, probably several months, and maybe you know that's probably about it. Uh, what what happens when we run out of money? They avoided the question, dodged the question. He asked it more than once in front of three people. And one of them finally said, well, we'll have to check into that with so-and-so, and we'll get back with you on that. Well, so he made the decision, go ahead and move. Moved his wife in there. And about a week later, he gets a call back from someone at this particular assisted living community. Uh, well, hey, we, we got we have the answer, and it wasn't one of these three, it was someone else. Uh, we, we have the answer, and what happens when you run out of money is that you, you'll have to move your wife to a, another facility. We, we're, we don't take Medicaid. And he's like, ah, I, that's not what I wanted to do. I, I, I would have moved here if I would have known that. I asked that question several times. So he So guess what? Enter Steve Keeker with Senior Care Consulting. I am working with him. I will not let a mistake like that happen. I will tell him the truth, and he is in very good hands. He is thrilled that he was referred to Senior Care Consulting. So I'll take care of him and his wife. So let me just say this. This is just my commentary, not from him. They knew for sure that they were not Medicaid certified. They absolutely knew they chose to not tell him. Their answer was a non-answer because guess what? They were trying to make a sale. And they made their sale. They made their commission. And now, a very short time later, I'm having to help him move her to a, to a community where she can stay for the long term in the transition into Medicaid. So coming up next... I will discuss Medicaid, what it is, and how you can qualify for the Medicaid benefit and answer that all-important question, what happens if you run out of money? You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, call now, toll-free, 1-800-331-6445. Operators are standing by, 1-800-331-6445. I'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Care Live on the Senior Care Broadcasting Network. For more information, go to SeniorCareLive.com. All right, so let's talk about Medicaid. Uh, first of all, this is not a real long segment. We're kind of towards the end of the program, but I just wanted to talk about it. I've been getting bombarded with tons of questions, lots of misinformation out there. Uh, so uh, this is, uh, I think, really, really timely. As you know, if I run into it out in the marketplace, I always feel the nudge to share that with you. So let's talk about Medicaid. What is it? It's financial assistance. Okay. For the purpose of this discussion, we're going to talk about how Medicaid pays for your stay in long-term care in a nursing home. Okay. Long-term care. It pays for some other stuff too, some health care, prescription costs, and some other things. But we'll just focus on long-term care for the point of this discussion. It is a federal program. Okay. However, it is administered at the state level, state by state. 
So each state could have and usually does have some slight differences. So, for example, I'll just give you a quick one here. Your spend-down amount, that Medicaid trigger, is $2,000 in Kansas, but it's $5,000 in Missouri. And, I've, and I've, I've talked to folks in a lot of other states, and it's usually kind of in that range. It's, it's, you're almost broke, <laughs> okay? But, but th- there are a few differences, and there a couple of differences could be huge depending on your situation. Okay, so, and, and we're not going to get too far into the weeds. I think what I, I need to do is I need to have an elder law attorney back on the program so we can that really unpack that and get in down into a lot more of the detail. But I'm going to give you a quick overview here. Uh, first of all, do not uh, interchange the word Medicaid with Medicare, which is done all the time, and that should not be, should not be at all. Medicare, just look, here's the easy way to do it. Medicare is your health insurance that pays for your doctor's visits, hospitalizations, labs, x-rays, you know, et cetera, et cetera. That's your health care. Medicaid helps pay for some other things. And for the point of this discussion, again, long-term care. So there are a couple of tests. You have to have an income test and an asset test. So the big one is the asset test. And I'll have someone say, well, Steve, you know, I, make eight, I bring in $1,800 a month. Well, no, we don't, we don't care about that right now. We, we, I mean, it's important, but we want to know about your assets. So you have two classes of assets. You have assets that are exempt. They're off the table. They're not counted. And then you have some other assets that you would have to count. So exempt assets include your house, for now, so if anyone out there says, oh, well, you can't move in here unless you sign your mom's house over to us. Otherwise, nope, we can't take you and Medicaid's not going to, nope. That person just demonstrated that they have no clue what they're talking about, okay? And I, and I cannot tell you how many times in the market that I have heard that and people wanting to argue about it. It's not true. Do you think the long-term care community really wants ownership of your house? Uh, the answer is no, <laughs> right? So your house is exempt for now. Okay, there's a little more to that, but th- you don't have to sell your house. That's the message. Uh, a car is exempt. Uh, another major asset, a prepaid funeral plan. That that's a that's a big one. Okay, a small amount of cash value life insurance, and then all the stuff in your house. Okay, your household goods. All of that stuff is exempt, off the table will not interfere with you qualifying for Medicaid. Now, the countable assets, we're looking at basically all of the other stuff. So I like to say just think liquid assets, savings, checking account, money market, mutual funds, CDs, uh, you know, your retirement accounts, although there's some, there's asterisk, you know, on retirement account, retirement account in Kansas is an exempt asset, retirement account in Missouri, is a countable asset. That's a huge difference for some people. For some people, that doesn't really make much of a difference. Okay, that's why I work with so many Missouri residents choosing a Kansas long-term care provider because that at-home spouse in Missouri even though they live in Missouri, the Kansas rules apply. And if that at-home spouse has a you know three or four hundred thousand dollar, whatever the number is, uh, IRA, four hundred one k, etc., that thing is untouchable, and you've just protected those assets. So I, this could be a huge, huge deal for some people. 
But anyway, your countable assets then must be spent down. So if you hear the term spend down, you're spending that, let's say $50,000. I'm just I'm throwing a number out there. You spend that down to $5,000 in Missouri, $2,000 in Kansas. And at that point, you would qualify for Medicaid. Okay, it's, it's as simple as that. Now, what can you spend that money on? Well, here's the good rule of thumb. Don't give it away. Don't make a gift. Don't stuff it in the mattress. Okay, spend it down. If, if you if you give you can give it away, but it's going to cause a gifting penalty and it's going to cause you some major, major headaches that you do not want. Don't try to hide it. Don't stuff it in the mattress. Don't bury it in a can in the backyard. All that stuff. Don't do that. Just spend it down. Do this properly. So obviously, you, the rule of thumb is if it benefits the person needing to move into long-term care, the nursing home, then, then, then that's okay. So obviously, you would pay for their care provided for the staff in the long-term care community. You can pay off debt. So if you have a couple of thousand dollars, maybe on a credit card, pay it off. You can use that spend down to pay off debt. By the way, that would also include a home mortgage or a second mortgage that you use to fix up the house or whatever. Pay off debt with that spend down. That's perfectly allowable. Uh, you can make a home improvement. That's perfectly allowable. Uh, get the $10,000 roof replaced. Uh, replace the uh, 30-year-old H HVAC system, whatever it is. Uh, get some new carpet. You can fix up your home. That's perfectly allowable. You can take cash that you have to spend down and convert it to a protected, non-countable asset by buying a prepaid funeral plan. That's just good business. That's just good financial management right there. Okay. You can buy a car. Okay. So you can trade in that cash for clunkers that you've been driving around and maybe buy a newer, more dependable vehicle because most spouses I work with, guess what? They said, I'm going in every day to see my husband, to see my wife, okay? Uh, that, that's just, that, that's, that's what they do. So that's all allowable, and you can take that money and spend it down. Now, in the case of a, and, and, and spend it down and spend it on those things, including your care, and again, once you hit 4,000, excuse me, $5,000 in Missouri, used to be four, <laughs> once you hit 5,000 in Missouri, 2,000 in Kansas, boom, click, you're in, that's it. Uh, now, in the case of a couple, there's there's a maneuver called and it's perfectly legal and it's and you absolutely need to do this. It's called a division of assets. You can split those assets in half. So half for the at home spouse who will continue to live independently in their home, and then half for the I hate the word institutionalized spouse, but that's what they call it. The half of the person moving into the nursing home. So that way, right off the top, you've protected at least half of those assets for the person at home who's going to continue to have to pay for taxes, upkeep on the home, et cetera, et cetera, live independently. And then the half for the spouse needing the care, again, that's spent down to 5000 or 2000 and you qualify. So uh, if it sounds... <laughs> incredibly confusing and difficult to navigate that's because it is and that's why i always recommend it's worth every penny that you will pay to an elder law firm to help walk you through that get you properly qualified for medicaid so that uh so that you don't have any problems and it goes very smoothly uh, they're worth every single cent that you will pay them and i'll make you a promise i will have an experienced elder law attorney on this program soon to go way more in depth and I think that'll really help you out. And this is some of the stuff that I always review with my clients with Senior Care Consulting. 
All right, that was a great program. I really enjoyed that today. I'm your host, Steve Keeker, and I wish you grace and peace. May God bless you and your family on this day and always. Join me next week right here on Senior Care Live. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.